Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the city's podcast. Both Iowa and Illinois have tried to deal with COVID-related health issues head-on. Masking, social distancing, vaccinations. But there's no simple solution, no magic vaccine for the COVID-related mental health issues we all face. And in fact, a Kaiser Family Institute study found that two in five adults have felt symptoms of anxiety and depression due to the pandemic. There's worsening sleep and eating disorders. There's growing substance abuse issues as well. There's also more help available if you need it. FEMA is helping fund continued mental health resources under an umbrella called COVID Recovery Iowa. And we talked with Mike Lightbody about what's available. Mike, COVID Recovery Iowa has been in operation for a while. What's been the response so far? It varies. It varies on who you talk to. Um, My focus has been on supporting Iowans with disabilities. And the response so far has been a lot of there's fear, anxiety, depression, this kind of social isolation comes about. Um, and, and, and so what we hear is um, those sentiments and my counselors help kind of work through that stuff. Well, especially uh, I would think the anxiety, because let's be honest, every week it's a different headline and oh my gosh, things are getting better. The pandemic might be over then. Oh, here comes this variant that, that is really getting kids sick and, and other people. It's like the anxiety level isn't changing. And let's be honest, our nerves have been at wit's end since last March. Yeah, really working on those coping skills, like take a deep breath, doing all those kind of meditative processes. We do that on the phones, and we also do that for a lot of virtual activities that work through those processes. So explain to me COVID Recovery Iowa. It, it's, it's thanks to a federal grant, is it not? That's correct. Yeah, so there is a FEMA grant. It's a FEMA-funded program, um, and there's several... Uh, organizations throughout the state that use this funding to support Iowans, uh, all Iowans. Uh, My particular focus is supporting Iowans with disabilities, um, specifically developmental disabilities, um, but we also support older Iowans, folks with brain injuries, uh, a wide variety of disabilities out there. And we're at the Center for Disabilities and Development at the University of Iowa, um, University of Iowa Healthcare. Well, and as you know, throughout Iowa, rural areas really seem to be very underserved when it comes to uh, mental health treatment. Is this where you come in more handy because of the way you operate? Well, that was the concept behind um, Karen Hyatt at Department of Human Service uh, of this program was to help supplement because we knew that there was going to be a lot of mental health related needs throughout the state that were going to be exacerbated because of the pandemic. So we definitely see you know, that as a, um, we're not looking for 
to replace those, you know, establishing services, but maybe draw some connections, help out folks a little bit that uh, need that kind of coping skills and ongoing support. So Mike, how does somebody, you know, let's be honest, there's a lot of people who may not know how to contact you or how, how to get the process going. So how does COVID recovery actually reach out to people? So there's a couple toll-free lines for people to connect with us at, it's 844-775-9276. That's the Iowa Warm Line. Um, there's also the Iowa Concern Line at 800-447-1985. Uh, but you can all get that information at covidrecovery.org, um, where there's an intake process to just uh, to, to get involved in the program and uh, get access to those uh, services. The key, though, is for people to reach out, as you know, and, and that sometimes is the most difficult thing because people just want to handle it on their own. I mean, that seems to be the insurmountable thing that you have to face is that the people who may need the help just aren't willing to get it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've done a little something unique here at the Center for Disabilities and Debe Development with a little bit of a different branding, uh, because traditionally this is known as a crisis system, a counseling system. So we've done that rebranding we've gotten into is the idea of a social check-in or a friendly visiting service. Like, hey, can I just check in with you? See how you're doing? There's no... Um, we're not going to turn this into a formal professional counseling session. Just see how things are going. Uh, we've got a special um, uh, text platform that we use that we um, call ChatBuddy. People can text the words ChatBuddy to 85511 and just do a really non-committal um, connection with our team to, to just see how things are going. We do that also with a lot of connecting with local disability service providers throughout the state, a lot of care coordinators, case managers. So it's kind of that lifeline out um, to a lot of folks that might not have that service, might not have that ongoing support. Um, and it's all through those partnerships that we've developed to, to make it to make the that has that jump over the chasm into getting, you know, just talking to someone. It's really important to have that safety net and to have that support when it comes to mental health uh, to lessen the anxiety. And so often that's friends and families. But this pandemic has split people. It has split families that have split friends apart. Doesn't that make it even tougher for some people that, that the people that they used to depend on during any other crisis or during any other situation, they can't depend on now because of the, politis, you know, the, the politicizing of uh, COVID-19? Yeah, I just, uh, I guess I would riff a little bit on the whole idea of the, you can't physically go do a lot of this stuff anymore. There's, there's regulations, there's rules that we've had to deal with over the last year and a half. And so what might, and that's even more exacerbated for folks with uh, develop, or disabilities, um, where they're already kind of feeling these isolations um, from society. So what we do is we help people work through rebuilding those skills, rebuilding those networks that might might have been damaged over the past year and a half of isolation. You know, it it could be digital. Um, you know, you know, getting folks on FaceTime or Zoom or just talking over. Uh, Facebook, even social media channels, um, or, you know, it could be just, you know, when's the last time you talked to, you know, a family member and re redeveloping those connections and meeting new friends too. We offer a lot of virtual activities during the week that um, lots of folks are able to connect with across the state and they hop onto Zoom and they're able to meet new friends that they wouldn't have met before uh, without the service. At the very beginning of this pandemic, so many people were thrown out of their jobs. 
um, and, and money became a huge issue. And let's be honest, when it comes to mental health and anxiety, the, you know, money is often the root of the problem. That's right. And we get a lot of those calls um, and, and questions about money related issues, whether it be employment, rent, housing. You know, uh, we work a lot with the 211 systems and the Iowa Compass uh, and the area agencies on aging to help figure out what are those financial resources that we can connect people with. And this COVID Recovery Iowa program is a great you know, way to get people connected to those programs. You're planning on announcing some uh, new additions to the program in the coming week? Yeah, uh, so what we're looking at is we're in the summertime right now. People are getting out, they're getting outside. But as fall and winter approaches, we need to be prepared to, you know, getting back inside the house. You know, who knows what the pandemic will bring. Uh, but uh, those are the types of services that we're wanting to kick back up. Again, we've got a lot of great um, programs going here in connection with the University of Iowa and the Therapeutic Recreation Department um, to bring that into, into light in the, uh, in the fall uh, semester. How important is it that kids are physically in school right now? I mean, the, the, I think we for, had forgotten how important schools are to the social fabric of all of our communities. Yeah, Jim, I, I don't have a lot of the focus with the kids. I'll say that um, for kids with special education needs, that in-person stuff is vitally important because uh, you can't do a lot of the virtual activities. And we've learned that even supporting adults with uh, disabilities, there's certain things that you just cannot do in a virtual environment. So we, we try to find those pieces to, to, that do work, you know, whether it be uh, you know, you know, a pen pal program or other kinds of uh, programs like that. Mike Lightbody, Program Director for Iowa Compass, one of the programs benefiting from COVID Recovery Iowa. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.